everybody. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I'm with DeMarco Farr. It is Wednesday, September 19th. It is about 11 a.m. Pacific time here, and the Rams are 2-0 after a pretty dominating win over the Arizona Cardinals, 34-0. J.B. Long hit me with a stat nugget. It's the first time the Rams have been 2-0. Since 2001. Has it been that long? Yeah, man. 2-0. 2-0. Wow. Wow. Uh, Rare fight error in. Okay, yeah. but here's what I come back with <laughs> every time. I know it's 14-2 and two going to the Super Bowl, and then we don't have to oh talk about the rest. Gosh, but, wow. yeah, it, it's, to me, I, I hear 2-0, and oh and I think that's a great thing to have happen. Obviously, you would rather be 2-0 and oh than 1-1. One and one. However... I always think about, and players and coaches always talk about this too, you break the season up into mm -hmm. quarters, mm -hmm. and you want to be 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh in each quarter. Correct. And so I think about the fact that, okay, the 2016 Rams were also 3-1, and one, so... Okay, fair enough. You know, yeah, you start yeah. out 2-0, and oh, that's lovely, but, like, keep it going. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, 2-0 and oh is great, and there are teams that are, that are going to start 0-2 and, and turn it around. Yeah. And teams that start 2-0 that are going to go the opposite way. It's the league. It I'm is. just saying, it's been a long time since a 2-0 start. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm marveling at. Yes. Yeah, I have an entire teenager that's been, like, that grew mm -hmm. since the last time the Rams started 2-0. Do you want to know how old I was? No, I don't want to know. Because <laughs> you're going to bring it back around to me. Yeah, Yeah, I, save I that for the end. Depress okay. me at the end. All right, that's yeah. fine. Um, but also, you talk about marveling at something. Yeah. I am still marveling at the fact that the Rams allowed only five first downs in that game. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? Why, why are you surprised or marveling? I mean, look, Arizona is going <laughs> to struggle. We know this. Well, the Cardinals yeah. are going to struggle. So, same thing with the Chargers and, and Buffalo watching that videotape. Anybody that plays Buffalo right now is going to look pretty good. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. They're struggling on both sides. I think the head coach took over play calling duties. Yes, he in did. In the second half, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, on the defensive yeah, side. Yeah, after so. one of their cornerbacks quit. Right. <laughs> There's something going the on in Buffalo. But, I mean, yes. I, I think the Chargers and the Rams handled down opponents like you should handle down opponents. They mm -hmm. throttled them and didn't give them a, a chance to get up. You've said this many times on this podcast. Good teams keep losing, teams losing. And that, that's exactly what we saw. I mean, but I mean, it is exemplary when you shut out anybody. Because I think in the pay league, on the Sunday league, you should be able to at least cross midfield. To at least, <laughs> to at least <laughs> kick a field goal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not to get shut out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great defense. Um, they did exactly what they were supposed to do against offenses like that or quarterbacks like Sam Bradford. Yes, absolutely. But I still think when you look at it and it's five first downs, mm -hmm. three first downs against the first team defense that was in for three and a half quarters, that's that's something. You know, yeah. as bad as the 2016 offense was, for example, we didn't see a game where they only got five first downs. They this were still true. getting to double digits. This is true. I mean, we saw this a ton. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, fourth down, yes. get off the field, fourth down, get off the field. I saw the Cardinals defense do this a few times, like fourth down, wait. The Rams are going to stay on the field yeah. and try to get the first down, yeah, so it's yeah. not over for you. Right. It's just the torture continues. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Um, but I, I want to stick with this defense at least sure. to start because when we have a performance like this, this really is now just living up to expectations, isn't it? I, I would say so. I mean, Sue and Donald, are, that pairing is everything we thought it would be. I mean, it's, it's punishing. Uh, it's, it's skill on one side, it's power on the other side, and they flip-flop because Indomitian and Sue can – trick you with a nice little quick move mm -hmm. and, and Aaron Donald can turn into a bulldozer. So it's just been havoc between those two. And Michael Brockers, 
is doing exactly what he should do playing alongside those guys whenever you see a one-on-one -on -one feast on it. Yes. And this is funny, man. If Michael Brockers was playing anywhere else, he'd be a superstar. He is above average. He is a great interior defensive tackle, defensive end. The problem is 99 just beats guys faster. Right. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's it. But anywhere else, Michael Brockers would be like, he'd be the guy. Mm -hmm. Here, you're, you're next to the guy. Right. But still... Good. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, what's funny, you bring up Sue, and somebody tweeted this to me actually this morning, and the, the tweet was basically, is it just me or is Sue going through the motions out there on the field? I said, it's just you. Yeah, he's going through the motions, all right? The, the motions <laughs> of throwing this guy this way, getting to the quarterback. <laughs> Taking up double teams. Taking up double teams, not you know, moving, being just, being mean. Right. I mean, just mean and nasty to where, I mean, guys don't even want to mess with him. Right. I mean, opposing offensive linemen, he'll give you the look and just, there's just nothing coming back. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. You don't want to make him mad. No, of course you don't want to yeah. make him mad, just like you don't want to make Aaron Donald mad. Yeah, right? it could be bad. It could be bad for you. But, yes. I mean, but, they're, they're, but they're playing great football. They're playing disciplined football is what mm -hmm. I like. Uh, when it's their chance to make plays, they make plays, obviously. Uh, when it's not their opportunity to make plays, they're, they're consistent within the framework of the defense. So guys like Corey Littleton, Samson Ebicom off the edge can make plays. Right. They're disciplined and they're making plays. I really like the Samson Ebicom sack mm -hmm. in part because it seemed like Wade Phillips was trying to confuse that rookie center by taking Corey Littleton off the field so you can't just identify the mic right away. There's going to be some issues and there's going to be like a concerted effort to fortify the middle of your offensive line because there's so much pressure coming that way, which means you're going to have to employ your tackles or your running backs through the middle, just to chip on those guys, just to muddle, muddle it up a little bit so your quarterback can have time to at least survey and get the ball out. Well, that's going to open things up for Wade Phillips and whoever's coming off the edge. I don't think there has been much time for quarterbacks to survey things and get the ball out, you know, in terms of just trying to throw the ball down the field because, and we knew this would probably be the case, right? You have Sue coming up, you yeah. have Donald coming up, there's just not that much time, and that's why you're seeing these quarterbacks rush throws, yeah. and Sam Bradford only ends up averaging, I think, 3.3 yards per attempt Man. because he is 17 of 27 for 90 yards. Boy, he was the king on the throne with a depleted army. You've seen those <laughs> Game of Thrones movie. Like, um, I have seen all of Game when of the, Thrones. When the enemy is at the gate and they're just battering down the door and, and then they show the shot from the inside and all you hear is boom. Yes. Well, it's inevitable. Yes. Eventually yes. they're going to bust through and it's all over. You can see that in Sam Bradford's face. Like, if I don't get this ball out soon, I'm going to get hit. Even if I do get the ball out quick, I'm still going to get hit. Right. So I can't really help the receiver to put it in the spot where he needs it because I'm trying to save myself right now. Yes. That's, and that's the way that game went. Uh, sort of random off topic, maybe not random. Do you think we will see Sam Bradford play in the second matchup of these two teams? I, I have no idea. Um, I, if he, if he stays it's in healthy, week 16, I want to say. If he stays healthy, who knows? If he catches fire or they start playing better, uh, who knows? Maybe. But at the end of that game, it was a blowout. You had what? One drive left. I thought that's where you put the youngster in, Rosen in. Yeah. All you're running is screens and draws to save face. You're under 100 yards total offense, so it's not going to be anything complicated. If he can't run that at this point, then there might be a problem there. Not only that, though, but you also have a situation where the Rams weren't playing their first team defense. Oh yeah, they cycled so everybody. So if you want to protect, yeah. if you want to protect Rosen, in theory, like you, you can. I mean. Not that, and I'm not trying to insult anybody that's on the Rams' second team defense, but yeah. that's it's easier to block those guys than it is Sue Brockers. Or a shotgun right? you know draw I mean? is catch and hand. Yeah. If it's a screen, if it's not there, you can dump it. There's 
ways to protect the quarterback without having to use protection. And in that sort of situation, that is where you usually see the rookie quarterbacks get out there and get their feet wet. Yeah, exactly. But it also could have been, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say an issue, but just something where Sam Bradford could maybe get into a little bit of rhythm, even if it is against that second team. They've scored yeah, yeah. six points, DeMarco, in yeah, two yeah. games. Like, Look, that's really bad. 20 million bucks. I'm going to get all I can out of that. So, yeah, we're going to leave you out there until you start to get a rhythm. Chances are it's just going to be punishing for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's going that way. Mm -hmm. Well, you also had David Johnson, who only took 13 carries, 48 yards. The Rams have done a nice job, to me, of just stopping the run. And they always talk about this. You have to stop the run first in order to earn the right to rush the passer. I think they've done that against two good backs in Marshawn Lynch and then David Johnson. Absolutely. I mean, look, David Johnson, I mean, he made some plays when, frankly, there weren't any yards there. It didn't have a great game on the ground, but some of those early carries, you see the spin move. You see the little jump cut to get out. But it was a road to nowhere. Yes. You know, all roads led to a white jersey. And that's what we talked about with consistent defense. Starting up the middle with the bigs. Uh, letting everything kind of clear itself out for the linebackers. It's a clear path to the football for either the safeties or the linebackers to come in and make plays on running back. So, I mean, that's, that's just a mark of a great defense. And then, like you said, when it becomes an obvious passing down, look out. Here yeah. it comes. And you're not sure which guy's going to get there first. But exactly. guaranteed – one of them is. Yeah, yeah, and it's it has to do with the scheme. It has to do with yeah. those guys, and I think Wade Phillips has done a really nice job of doing different things with the pass rush in order to make sure that guys get there. They have not necessarily yeah. gotten home and brought down the quarterback probably as much as I think everybody would have thought they yeah, would, yeah. but that's because quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball so quickly. Well, he's smart, of course. The guy's been in the league a long time. He knows what he has on defense, and yeah. sometimes – we do get caught up in Wade Phillips with the pen, like the exotic blitzes, but sometimes he brings pressure off the edge just so you can't slide the line because mm. he's going to win up front. He's got bigs that can win. So if I can keep these one-on-ones from moving from Aaron Donald, it's going to be a one-on-one. -on -one. This okay. guard can't get any help yeah. from this tackle or this center because yeah. of what's coming. Now it's just one-on-one -on -one with Donald or Sue. He's going to win that battle. So it's smart, but I love the way he plays his corners. And I love the way they're taught. It's, I don't mind receivers getting off to hot starts because eventually they're going to grind to a halt. Eventually the rush is going to get closer and closer to that quarterback and the ball is going to come out faster and faster and faster. So just stay tight, get tight, get tight, and all of a sudden you'll be in the hip pocket and you'll make plays right. against any quarterback you right. play against. Right. And that's why I think that the corners have done that so mm -hmm. far. They've not really been tested very much. And mm -hmm. I, I believe I saw a stat this week. Something like Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters have been uh, have given up a combined like 37 yards passing mm -hmm. over the first two weeks, and that obviously is more or less a product of the way things went um, in that Arizona game with Sam Bradford, and then of course in that Oakland game you basically had the tight end, and that was what was going off there, right? Jared yeah. Cook and everything, and they weren't really attacking Tlaib and Peters, so right. that's why that is the way it is. And but I think. We we know this. the The Rams are going to be attacked with tight ends. They're going to try. The teams are going to try to get vertical over the middle of the field on these guys because you have such talent on the outside. You're going to see it week in and week out. Uh, it seems like everybody has good tight ends, and with these corners and the pressure, if if it's not a back out of the backfield, like I know we're going to talk about this later, but Melvin Gordon. Yeah. That is Philip Rivers. That's his safety valve. Mm -hmm. When I sense pressure, I get the ball out to the flat fast. 
right? Yes. So if I don't have time, I'm going to these guys. Well, if you start erasing these people or you start to hammer these guys in the flat, eventually fatigue will set in. Body language will start to tell you. Those tells will start to come up and then the ball will get there slower or he'll get to his spot slower and then he has to hold it. Now he's taking more hits yeah. and eventually that stuff will start to wear you down as long as you keep scoring points on the other end with Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. I think the blueprint is out there. I think John Gruden is on to something. I'm just not sure if every team can do that. Can oh. pound the Rams defense down the field and take air out of the football and score and then put the pressure on the offense. I'm not sure if every team or which teams can actually do that against this front consistently. Well, even John Gruden really wasn't able to do that in that Oakland mm -hmm. game in the second half, right? Right. Because the Rams had then been able to see what that offense was going to do in order to try to attack yeah. that defense. But when you did hear from Jordy Nelson, when you did hear from Amari Cooper, it was early. And then late, oh, yeah. Yeah, almost yeah, 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 nothing. Yeah. Uh, Fitz, the same thing last mm -hmm. week. You heard from him early, but later on, it's just like, okay, we have to go away. Now... We don't have the hosses to get down the field or the protection to give us enough time to throw deep on these corners because it better be perfect. If not, they're going to pick it. Yes. So your only recourse is the check down. Well, if that gets hammered, he's got to hold it. Mm -hmm. And then you just, and then you're in a bad Open situation. Open the floodgates. Here yes. we go. Yes. 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 Uh, Sam Shields, though, he showed that the Rams defensive backfield does have depth. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Can't we say that? That's, that's, that's crazy. That's the Ferrari in the garage you don't drive. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your Sunday car. You know, yeah. your, your first yeah. car, your month, your weekday car is a Bentley. This is the one you don't drive. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just bad. I mean, even the mop-up duty, your backup corner is an all-pro. Right. Yeah. You lob one out there against him, he'll pick it. Yeah. And might take it to the house. He almost did. He almost did. He was did. very close to. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. He's coming along. I'm so happy for him. That Me too. That whole concussion thing, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what makes the story so special. You know, you spend two years basically out of football after he suffers that concussion week one against the Jaguars with the Packers back in 2016. Then, you know, out the rest of that year, takes 2017 off to get himself right, and now he's back, and he's really excelling. Yeah, and he's. I think he's accepted the leadership role. He's on special teams he does yes. a great job there when he gets into the game there's no pouting when no. he's on the bench watching the game there's no pouting because he you know one play you're one play away from being in there anyway and so he realizes that he's just waiting for his opportunity like Austin Blythe mm. there's an opportunity to step in and perform and look the guy's been great yeah yeah so if Shields is forced on the field because of something He's ready for and it. And things do happen. And things do happen. And he's ready for it. Uh, at linebacker, though, before we move on to Austin Blythe, because I do mm -hmm. want to talk about that, uh, what have you thought of the way the linebackers have performed so far? Uh, Rameek Wilson has been exactly what we we thought he was going to be. He's a professional linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, he makes plays, and he gets there with an oomph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he made a nice little pop in the flat. Uh, somebody made the runner cut back, and he just absolutely creamed yeah. it. So, yeah, it's, he's playing exactly the way he played in training camp. He disengages well from blocks, and he gets downhill. I mean, he can, he can cause a pile, and he can run. And Corey Littleton on the other side, man, wow, what a leader. Um, smart, instinctive stuff. Not just knowing plays and getting guys lined up. Knowing when, okay, to make this play for the defense, I may have to sacrifice my body. Right. Yeah, like, okay, they may have us outnumbered here, so I'll take on the block in such a way to where it causes a pile to at least the running back has to bounce to someone else. Mm -hmm. That's smart linebacker play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and outside, um, I've been a little impressed with Dominique Easley just being able to make mm. that transition. Yeah. And I think they might have found a little something there because as they were talking about the coaches, once they decided to make that move, it was, okay, 
Easily, we know, has past rushing skills. Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing he's done well is also set the edge. Yes. And then he gets around the corner and induces holds as well. He has two so far this year. Uh, and I've been impressed by that. Um, I, the, the thing that comes to mind, I can't say or can I say? He we'll just, see if we have to believe it. He just it. absolutely kicks your ass. Yeah. That's what, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, no matter where you put him, the guy over the top that that's responsible to block him is in for hell, mm-hmm. no matter which way that ball goes. Mm-hmm. I love that about him. And the other thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, first rounder? Yes. Okay, so when he's out there with Brockers, yeah. Donald, and yeah. Sue. Yeah. That's four. Yeah. That that's 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 pretty good defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. So you when watching him play, you forget about the injuries. And mm. that says something about his rehab and how he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shout out to the Rams training staff yeah. because we know that they've Ted done Rath. an excellent job. Oh my with God, watching him through training camp, I'm like, I hope he gets back on the field because yeah. Wrath is gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurry, get back in pads. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, it's been fun to see that. Um Let's talk, though, about just the special teams performance Mm -hmm. because that was a weird situation, I think we can say, when Greg Zerline goes down with a groin injury just before kickoff. Sean McVay was saying that he's putting on the headset and then um, Bone, special teams coordinator John Fossil, comes up and is like, hey, Greg Zerline, not going to be able to go today. Here's the situation. Johnny's going to kick. You know, Cooper Cup's going to hold. Here's where we feel comfortable with him. Here's this, this, that. And... The, the way the Rams responded to that, to have somebody who is an all-pro kicker who goes out and nails a 55-yarder on the dirt mm-hmm. the week before and you rely on to get you three points when you're not close enough to score touchdowns, the way the Rams responded in that situation I thought was fantastic. Yeah, uh, a boxer with a broken hand. Some a guys, boxer with a broken yeah, hand. Some guys quit. Some guys just figure it out with the other hand they have. Yeah. <laughs> That was the Rams. Yeah. That's that's I guess that's the genius and the great part of having guys like Johnny Hecker, because I asked him when was the last time you've done all three. This is right after Greg. We found out Greg wasn't going to play. He goes since high school, and I'm like, oh boy. And he goes, hey man, it's just football, and starts cracking up laughing. Oh, you're going to be fine. But <laughs> I, I think I think the guy, two guys, you have to give credit to, give it to Hecker, of course. Yes, he's the guy doing it. But Jake McQuaid, mm-hmm. he's got a new holder, didn't miss a beat, and Cooper Cup. I don't know how many reps he takes in practice because it's usually Hecker that does it. Right. You still didn't miss a beat. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something that Sean McVay always preaches. When we face adversity, nobody yeah. flinched, nobody blink. And I think that situation on a lot of teams would not have gone as well as it did for the Los Angeles Rams. How many place kickers, I wouldn't say blew it, but blew it last Sunday? Oh, there were a Professional. That's what they do. There were a few, including one from my hometown. And Hecker didn't miss a beat. The punter no, didn't miss a beat. Exactly. The, 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 the entire operation didn't skip a beat, so credit to them and credit to Bones Foster. Well, and credit to the offense for getting in on those two-point conversions. Yeah, yeah. The first three touchdowns, you scored on two Todd Gurley runs with a two-point conversion and then a golf pass to Malcolm Brown. Man, I saw it um, from field level. I, I don't know if you saw it from the booth, but right before half, when they scored the two-point conversion, they broke the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, two straight runs for eight points. Two plays, yes. eight points, you broke them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you knew guys are going to make adjustments. They're going to come back out with renewed effort. But there, you could see the, just all the air come out of them. That's, it's a play where I did. I, I turned to our, our staff writer, um, Clarence Sinus, who sits next to me in the <laughs> press box, and I said, I think that was a play where the, you take their yeah. soul. Yeah, Because... It, that's how it felt. And honestly, if you go back to last year, 
where they mm. played the Cardinals in London. It was a similar situation. I don't believe it was on fourth down. Yeah. But the Rams had gotten a t uh, an interception. I, I think it was Mark Barron. Okay. Mark Barron intercepts the pass from, it might have been Drew Stanton in at that point. Anyway, I could go look at this I up. just I remember Adrian Peterson was running wild before the Rams met him in London and it stopped. And was that the game Carson Palmer broke his arm? Yes. Yeah, that, that when you see stuff like that, it takes your soul. But it this does. was this was different. This wasn't your your franchise quarterback getting spatula off the field. This was they ran Todd Gurley twice at us. Yes. Scored eight points. Yes. And broke you in yeah. half. Yeah. No, exactly. Well I, I did get this wrong. So it was a punt as I'm now looking okay. at this um, from last year. Oh, no, 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 I was right, sorry. So the Rams had scored already right before, right after the two-minute warning when Jared ran that um, read option in, nine yards oh, for yeah, a touchdown yeah. on the okay. right side. Yeah, yeah. So then very first play of the ensuing drive, Drew Stanton throws a pass to, to uh, John Brown. He's intercepted by Mark Barron. Rams get back on the field, and Greg Zerline kicked a field goal. Yeah. It was a 53-yard field goal. And that is a sequence that kind of takes your soul because, again, yeah, yeah. it's 10 points within the last minute of that first half. This was, I mean, okay, to me, that's like pulling ahead in the Tour de France, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just like, well, God, I, I, I got to catch this guy or I can't. Yeah. This was a knockout shot. Okay, yeah, that's fair. This was, I mean, straight on the chin, good night, Irene. Because Because he's only going to recharge. And I think the Rams were to receive the second half kickoff, right? Uh, no, no. No, was not. I wrong there? Yes. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, he's only going to get stronger from there. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Because yeah. at that time, you saw what was going on with yeah, the yeah. Cardinals offense. They had two first downs mm -hmm. in the entire first half. So that tells you something. Here comes That's the rising why it's a knockout tide. punch. Here comes the rising tide, and yeah. we can't stop it. No, right. they, they couldn't stop it at yeah. all. Um, but that was really good to see. And then JoJo Natson filling in for Pharaoh Cooper. Yeah. He only had one opportunity to return a kickoff, which is kind of funny. But then when he gets back there on those punts, he has that 60-yard return. But he also just having kept having returns of over 10 yards, ends up averaging 22 uh, yards per return on those punts. And at some point, I just kept thinking, like, man, isn't the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Why were they still kicking to him? Well, I'm, I'm sure if you're looking back there, you don't know much about JoJo Natson if you're the Cardinals. But if you get a 60, if somebody returns at 60 yards on you and has consistently been getting 12 to 15 yards on a return, don't you stop? Well, I, I'm not sure if they're, well, look, Andy Lee's a great punter. Yeah. Um, before Johnny Hecker took over in the NFC West and the NFC, Andy Lee was the ultimate weapon. Oh, I know, yeah. The field flipper. So I would always trust that guy to put it down the field, and I would hope my guys can cover. The coverage I, I guess team I, wasn't getting it. I'm I guess just, I would I, say it. I wouldn't take smoke off Andy Lee because my guys aren't covering. I get, I'm not necessarily saying it's Andy Lee's fault. I'm saying from a, a perspective of the, the top down. Yeah. So aren't you? Don't you have to change your strategy if somebody is doing that to you? Not that it, yeah. it benefited the Rams. So hey, that's great. Angle punt, sure. I right. mean, if you Do have a, something else. If you have a guy that's hurting you, I mean, I would try to get the punter to put it between the numbers and the hash or yeah. numbers on the sideline. Try, but maybe he couldn't get it there that day. I don't know. Maybe. So we're, we're not there with the Cardinals. Okay, I don't fair, know what he can fair, do. But, fair. yeah, it it's good for JoJo Natson and the return team that they can design and scheme and get holes on just about anybody.
Mm -hmm. uh, if that's Sparrow Cooper, I expect the same thing to happen. Maybe even better. That's an All-Pro. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it probably should be so better. Yes. JoJo's had a phenomenal game. He had a phenomenal game filling in for an All-Pro. Mm -hmm. Now imagine what an All-Pro would do in that same situation. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll see the next time the Rams play the Cardinals. But uh, a 10-yard average, that's exactly what you want out of your punt returner. A first down per return. That's yes. all you need. If you want to bust one, so be it. But at least the bare minimum, you have to get a first down. Yes, and he was doing that very yeah. consistently, doing doing even better than that. <coughs> uh, let's turn it to the offense, though, because I, we talked a lot about this, but this game, but it was still a thirty-four to nothing game. Yeah. And you gotta get you get thirty-four points. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a lot. It is. Let me you show know? you. So I'm in the locker room after the game, right? And I'm walking in, and Roger Saffold is behind me, and Whitworth is kind of flanking me, and Havenstein's in front of me. I mean, it's just like a bunch of trees yeah. walking. And I'm like, good game, good game. And Roger looks at me and goes, do you know how many plays we had? <laughs> and it was he's, the way he said it, I'm like, is, was that a question? Are you, like, telling me? I'm like, um, I don't know. I'll check. And I said, I went back and looked, and I went to Roger, and I said, you guys had 75 plays. Yeah. And he goes, I know. And he was leaning back in his chair like, man, I am exhausted. <laughs> but he had a look on his face like you'd see a guy in training camp. So think about this, not playing preseason and hmm. getting into shape in the regular season. These guys are actually rounding into form as we're looking at them, and they scored 34 points. So imagine what they're going to be when they're fully warmed up and ready to go. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting better from this point. Huh. And I thought it was funny. Um, so I'm asking Whit the same question. I said, uh, you know, put this offensive performance in perspective, 34 to nothing. He goes, well, there's a lot of things we can clean up. Where? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of things we can do to get better. And I'm like, oh, man, that's scary for everybody else. Good yeah. for us, but yeah. scary for everyone else. Yeah. But, yeah, 75 plays, getting your cardio and getting better from that point. Man, wow. You can make the games really easy. Hmm. Easier than what they've looked like so far. Well, look, I, I don't think that first one against Oakland looked that easy. You the know? second half looked better. The second half yeah. did, but uh, even it, and it's not that this one looked difficult, but early on in that game, you could see that the Rams are trying to get into rhythm. They're trying to do different things. And it was still tough sledding for Todd Gurley throughout that game. Mm -hmm. So it, it was very clear that the Cardinals were like, we're not going to let Todd Gurley run the ball. Right. And like, if you do that, it's like, okay. Well, Jared Goff is going to have a near career passing yards day as he gets 354, one off his career high of 355. Uh, Brandon Cooks is going to get 159 yards receiving. Wow. So uh, it truly is a pick your poison with the Rams offense. I don't know about you, man. I was having a blast watching those receivers make those catches. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, I look, I, I don't like to laugh at other people's misfortune, but I, I mean, shot him for it. Well, you're a, you're a mean guy. Aren't you've you? never been on. You've never been tortured on defense. That's why. Oh, I have. Well, you've never been out there against like Jim Kelly and the K Gun to where it's just torture. No, but let me just tell go you, ahead and score and kill us already. Well, let me tell you about Kaya Hugga Heights defense <laughs> back in <laughs> right. 2000 and uh, Come Kaya on. Heights offense back in I mean, 2007. That just, was that was a bear, man. Just I'll tell you that. Hammered all the way down the field by. Emmett Smith and the Dallas Cowboys. The Torgerson guys. See? They, used to run, they used to run that read option. I don't even out of know where he's from. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, look, it just usually I don't like to like gloat or I, I not like I feel bad for defenders, but I know what they're going through. Okay. But this time it was just You're empathetic. It, it was just too artistic. Like, wow, did you see where Jared put that? Did you see what Robert Woods just did? That Robert Woods catch on the left oh, sideline. Did you see the route Brandon Cooks just ran? Whew. Man, I mean, all you saw at the end of these routes were Cardinals doing this. 
what am I supposed to do? Like, hey, I thought that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, yeah, it was just amazing. The, the one guy that fought back is the one guy you expect to fight back, and that was Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. He made one play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one play against the pass. Everything else was, oh, my God, it was just terrible. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing about this game. The Rams really could have scored more points. Yeah. When, so when Andrew Whitworth talks about we have some stuff to clean up, you get those two fourth down, fourth and shorts, and the Rams don't convert those. Yeah. And McVay's not happy about them. You yeah, get yeah. one that you do, and that's the Todd Gurley touchdown at the end of the first half. But also Jared Goff throwing that interception down there in the red zone where, you know what, I didn't necessarily say this, but I, I think it if the Rams have Greg Zerline, in that game, I don't think Jared Goff tries what he oh, tried. Oh, yeah, you, you might kick the field goal there. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I You're mean, not trying to sneak one past yeah. Patrick Peterson. Like, homie, nobody does but that. But that was a phenomenal play oh, both was. sides. You got a blitz that got home, so you have to give them credit, yeah. right? Then Jared Goff gets out of it. Yeah. Wow. Not only does he get out of it, he spins out and he frees himself. Yeah. So there's a chance to at least move the football, either running or throwing. You have a chance there offensively. Mm-hmm. So you get out of trouble. And then Patrick Peterson to recover and make the play that he did, just tip your cap. Oh, Patrick Peterson does Patrick Peterson yeah. things. That's Earl just Thomas getting the ball out of Todd Gurley's hand way back when they played Seattle last year. Yeah. They said it was a Todd thing. No, that was an Earl thing. Oh, yeah. Coming across the field and getting the ball out there, good play safety. Yeah. Great play corner. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can give Patrick Peterson credit. He's Absolutely. still one of the best corners in the league. Yeah, but I, I bet he slept well Sunday night. Yeah, Gee, man, did well, they work him? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's those kinds of plays I think where the Rams do have some space yeah. to clean those things up. Yeah, and everyone's gonna have a wrinkle for the Rams and Sean, and for Sean McVay. They're always gonna have something. I, I see something. We can take this away, but just remember he's 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 a play ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. If you react this way, he's gonna go here. If you react that way, he's gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Stopping Todd Gurley early, it's just, okay, that's that's just part of the fun. See if you can do it for four straight quarters. Right. I, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's the way the Rams are going to operate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I heard this once, and I think it's true. Throw to get the lead, and then you run to keep it. Fair enough. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially the way the rules are in the league nowadays. You know, when you want to salt and bleed the clock out, mm-hmm. that's a good way to do it in the second half is by running the ball. And it also allows you to really kind of bludgeon defenders yeah. and make them that much more tired after you got to try to stop that workhorse in Todd Gurley for the last 15 minutes of the game. Speaking of bludgeon, man, so we did a lot of talking about Kim Dietschy, right? Mm-hmm. Powerlifter. Austin Blythe absolutely buried him on a few plays. Yeah, he did. Some of the biggest runs Todd had, I mean, popped on that side. Yeah. And not only did he block, he pancaked the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we he's better than average. We said he could be a starter anywhere in the league. Well, I guess we have to include here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he's proved that. And, and it's interesting, now that Jamon Brown is back, as of this recording, he has not been moved from uh, the exemption list to the active roster, but I sort of expect that that will be the case, especially since the Rams currently have two open spots on the 53. Um, But it's not necessarily anything Jamon Brown did or did not do, but Austin Blythe's play Mm -hmm. has made this a conversation where who are the Rams going to put at right guard? And that speaks to Austin Blythe and the way he's performed. He's been, the two games have been great run and pass. I mean, when he's covered up in an obvious passing situation and it's, one-on-one with Blythe and this guy. He absolutely stones people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks good doing it. So it is what it is. It's like Sam Shields. If you have Jermon Brown, a healthy starter, on the bench, 
What a luxury. If yeah. you lose a guy, plug him in. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a good problem to have. He's not coming say. back from injury. Right. Yeah. He's healthy, ready to go, and I bet he's chopping at the bit. So that's another great problem to have. Yeah, it is. And the, the nice thing about Austin Blythe is that I think you can plug him in in any of those interior spots. Mm. Say something happens to uh, Saffold or then it's Sullivan at center. I'm not center. saying that. Well, knock I on get, wood. I get where you're going, but I'm not saying it. If is what I, I put, why does he put that in the universe man I get where you're going it's a nice safety valve you don't have to save anybody if you in a pinch you can always slide a guy in I'm that's, with you that's what I'm saying say in a pinch at left in a pinch thank you <laughs> we know what in a pinch <laughs> in means in a pinch Blythe can go in don't at put left that stuff in the center, universe man and then you can then slot yeah. Jamon Brown back at right guard absolutely if need, if need be yes and you still have Brian Allen that's hanging around yes you do yeah and Joe Noteboom you as may, a swing tackle you, I, you know you may need to like enroll him in like a UFC fight school Brian Allen and he just needs to fight well he got if, to play a little bit in this last he game. needs to play more or just not because he's better just he needs to play yeah. He's that kind of guy. He needs to get that all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he had he got seven snaps in at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked Sean McVay about it the other day, and he said that, you know, Brian Allen looked good. He looked how yeah. we expect him to look. So that's a, that's something. He got seven plays, and I bet he got a half dozen snaps. I'm talking about bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's I, yeah. I love the way he plays. I do. He yeah. plays for keeps. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the miniature version. I, I don't know if you know this guy. He's a miniature version of Kyle Turley. I know the name. Kyle Turley was he was the resident psycho. Oh. Yeah, but played great. I mean, he resident backed you off psycho. with inti- he backed you off with intimidation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just had to give this guy space because he's playing for keeps. This isn't this isn't a game to him. Yeah. That's how Allen plays. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that about Brian Allen. Absolutely. And and the other thing too is that he does have the advantage of coming from a pro style system mm-hmm. where he was at Michigan State. I've talked to Aaron Cromer about this, and you can tell that. He had that in his mentality or what have you when he got to the Rams. You know, yeah. he knew how to learn and pick up that kind of playbook. I love it when the quarterback's hands are under center mm-hmm. or under Brian Allen's. He is physical. But when you go to shotgun, it's the same thing. Some mm. guys lose a little bit when it's a shotgun snap. Because they're either thinking about it or their body position changes. The oomph is still there no matter where the quarterback is. That's what I like about him. Same thing with Sully. Yeah. Yeah, Sully, it, it doesn't change depending on where the quarterback is. Okay. Other centers, a little bit different. Huh. Well, that's something to think yeah. about, I think, um, as they go forward. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, too, since this happened in this particular game, with Sean McVay going for it more, mm-hmm. you know, on those, he went for three fourth downs. Um, <laughs> you also had the, the two point conversions. And he was asked about this on Monday in his press conference, and he said, yeah, you know, I might be a little more willing to go for it in certain situations based on that success and the fact that the Rams did well in those kinds of situations, especially the two-point conversions. Do you like that? Well, it depends. Uh, And I asked him about this before the coaches show. Wasn't it Pittsburgh at one point that was – Going for two was yeah. going to be a part of their game plan, yeah. and they kind of—I think everybody tried it, and then they went away from it. So, I mean, if seven points, as opposed to eight, right? You know, guaranteed you get the extra point, or there's a chance you could miss the two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, I'd rather go with the place kicker. Just get the guaranteed point. If you need it, you have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it, you need to, you know, overkill. I, I don't. I don't know that you need to overkill either. Yeah. I think in certain situations, it, it's probably good. Maybe if you're trying to go up two touchdowns as opposed to just take the lead, you know what I mean? Right. If you need to, absolutely. If you 
buy the card. If you have a chance to, like you said, bury them a two-score game or turn a two-score game into a three-score game, go for it. Why yeah. not? If you got the game in hand. But, I mean, save that stuff. This is just my opinion. Save that stuff. Like, if you know you can just keep hitting two-point conversions on this football team, save that for a message team. When you've mm. got somebody to pay back. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 this league is all about what? Getting better and getting guys fired. That's just the way it goes. Wow. So you, I've it, never heard that before, yeah. but that is so true. If you have a chance Woo. to bury a franchise, do it. That's when you do it? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. If I can embarrass you enough in your own stadium to get you fired, well, you just, you've beaten them for the next five years on that play. Why not? It's kind of like what Atlanta did when they went up 42 to nothing in 2016. Keep the hammer down. Yeah, you've seen it before. I have yeah. seen it before. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, let's update some um, injuries, roster moves. So Ficken, Sam Ficken is back for mm -hmm. Greg Zerline. I think everybody kind of expected that mm -hmm. once Zerline went down, that's going to happen. We'll see how long Greg will be out. Um, McVay said it's going to be at least a few weeks, so... Yeah. I don't know if that means, um, you know, the, the middle of October is a target date or maybe the end of October. We'll, we'll see as things keep happening. Uh, the Rams did waive Brandon Allen, quarterback, and then safety Isaiah Johnson. Uh, I think it was Tom Pelissaro reported from the NFL Network that if Allen clears waivers, which we will know in a couple hours, um, then he's a candidate to go back on the Rams practice squad. Mm, interesting. Yes, so that that's interesting, especially because the Rams now – are down to two quarterbacks on their roster mm -hmm. and practice squad since they uh, cut Luis Perez and Tamaric Hemingway yeah. from the practice squad yesterday as well. I'd like to keep Allen tethered to this football team. Yeah. Any way possible. Um, yeah, because I, I think there's something there. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm sure they probably feel the same way too, but, but at some point, you know, you were carrying too many quarterbacks. You were. I don't think yeah. there's any reason to carry four quarterbacks in the regular season. So something had to give there. Isaiah yeah. Johnson, look. He, I think he's a good safety, and I thought he played well. Mm -hmm. So if not here, then someplace else. Yeah. At, at least he's coming off a good game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, honestly, Cleveland could be a place where he goes with really? the familiarity with Greg Williams there and you something go. like that. Yes. Good and that safety. defense is playing well um, over there. They play tomorrow night against the Jets. Oh boy. Who you got in that? Oh, I don't pick games. You know I don't pick games. I, I always I don't pick I know. games. Come on now. That should be a fun matchup though. Um, maybe those beer, yeah. maybe those beer fridges will finally open in Cleveland. Look, they got a lot of talent in Cleveland. Miles Garrett is playing, oh my gosh, like a freaking house <laughs> yeah, of fire, man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy you're going to have to account for. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have to worry about him if you're an offensive coordinator. No He can question. wreck your day. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Rams don't play them until next year, though. Um, another guy that I want to bring up, uh, Rams did add, um, excuse me, Daryl Williams to the practice squad. And this is a different Daryl Williams as an offensive tackle than the Rams cut um, than the one the Rams cut, who they had had since 2015. This Daryl Williams um, spent time with San Francisco and is coming out of Western Kentucky. So there's one more transaction for All you. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I would expect there's going to be a few more moves at some point, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the opening day roster, I mean, everybody thinks that's the goal, the destination. It is for most guys, but these things keep changing throughout they do. September. Yeah. They definitely yes, do. They do. All right. So let's call let's talk Chargers now. Sure. Are you used to calling them the LA Chargers? Yet? I have to really focus on calling them Chargers. I do the Chargers. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just rolls off the tongue, the other thing. San Diego. I, yes. That rolls off the tongue, that's what you're talking the about. The reason I don't want to say it is because, because you don't I have a lot of friends mind. in San Diego. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, all my friends <laughs> in San Diego. So yeah, I have to consciously think to say the Chargers. You're not the only one, though. I mean, yeah. like players in the locker room post game. Mm -hmm. I think even Sean McVay had to like stop himself and say L.A. 
Chargers. And it's it's this interesting thing now. You know, I was at the stadium um, in Inglewood yesterday because mm-hmm. they were say, showing everybody the latest progress. And, I mean, it's a good time when you have these two L.A. teams that are meeting for one of the first times, in the, the first time, I should say, in mm-hmm. the regular season as two, a, two L.A. teams. And then the next time that's going to happen, it's going to be in 2022 at the mm-hmm. – the Los Angeles Stadium and Entertainment District. Um, but right now, you look and you see that the precast of the concrete where all the seats are going in, like yeah, that, yeah. so much of that is done. I think they said 50%, maybe a little bit over 50% of that is done yeah. in the stadium. It it looks awesome. Yeah. And then they are starting to put the canopy over the stadium as well. Yeah. So that also was really cool just to sort of see that. Usually I head straight down 405 South when I'm heading home. Um, yeah. Just this past weekend, I had the concussion study thing. So oh. I'm sorry to say I'm fine. I mean, are you sorry sure? To, sorry to tell you. It's what they tell me. I'm fine. But um, Are you sure? No, that's what they said. <laughs> but no, uh, this time I hit the, the 105 going east. Yeah. And I hardly ever take the 105 from the 405. And I caught a shot of the stadium from the 105. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, look, I grew up dreaming about professional football. I used to drive by the Oakland Coliseum like three times a week and just stare at it yeah. and just dream about it. I mean, I met, you know, in Southern California, high school football is a big deal. So is Pop Warner. Yeah. To build a stadium like that here, you're going to have every kid dreaming about playing in there. Hmm. Oh, man. I mean, I'm dreaming about playing in there. Yeah. And I know I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you just put on a helmet outside before oh, we started. You I mean, that's that to me is what a stadium is supposed to be. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. Yeah, that's where everybody all roads should lead to that place on game day. That place um places like uh uh US Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh AT&T Stadium even, you yeah. know, with uh, in Dallas just these big majestic buildings mm-hmm. that Boy, they're just beautiful. And the Minnesota yeah. Stadium and the game day experience there is it's top notch. I you know, I can't wait till it's open, but I can't wait five, six years after it opens to all the events that are gonna go through there, plus the games. Oh yeah. Because you know it's going to be like the center of the sporting universe is going to be right here. Oh yeah. When that thing is open. Yeah. So it's just like wow, that's beautiful. You know, it's interesting to think about whether or not Philip Rivers will be a yeah. part of that stadium opening because he's getting up Ooh. there in years, you know. I'm glad you said that. Um when is the last time the Rams played the Chargers? Uh 2014. 2014. Do you so, want to know the starting lineup from that game for both teams? So Aaron Donald was in the game. Uh yes, let's see if you can guess, I don't know, 6 Offensive or defensive There's, there's no way I can guess, but Aaron Donald was in that game. Aaron Donald did start that game. So I'm, this is what I'm thinking. This is your first white whale of the season as far, oh, as, as, far as quarterbacks? As far as pass rushing. Yeah. This, is, this is it. This is what you dream about. Yeah. When you want to you know, hit big-time quarterbacks, this is your first one. This guy will wind up in Canton, but this might be your last time you see him. Yeah. He's got a lot of years up there. So go ahead. If you haven't introduced yourself to Phillip Rivers, do it now. He has. He did sack yeah. Phillip Rivers in that game. Okay. I was going to say. Michael Brockers yeah. did too. And you probably will never guess this. Kendall Langford. Is oh, my the God. Other got one. Wow. Who had a sack in there. Uh, wow. I got to read this off. All right. The starting offense yeah. in this game. This was uh, 11-23-2014. So November okay. 23rd of that year. Kenny Britt. Jared Cook. Greg Robinson, Roger Saffold, left guard, is still there. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott Wells at wow, center. I Davin Wellesie. Joseph, right guard. <laughs> Joe Barksdale, right tackle. 
Tavon Austin, Sean Hill, Trey Mason, Lance Kendrick. Woo! Yeah. Wow. And then on defense, more familiar names here probably. Will Hayes, Aaron Donald, Still playing. Michael Brockers, Still playing. Robert Quinn, Still playing. James Laurinaitis, uh, retired. Yes. Uh, Alec Ogletree, Still playing. Yep. Tremaine Johnson, Still playing. Janoris Jenkins, Still playing. Rodney McLeod, Still playing. TJ McDonald, uh, he's, still in, playing. he's in Miami. Still playing. Yeah, that's right. And EJ Gaines. Still playing, but hurt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, how many of those guys on offense are still playing? Go back. Whoo wee. Uh, Jared, still... Jared Cook is still playing. Cook Greg is... Robinson is still on a roster in Cleveland. Sean Hill is not. Uh, no. Trey Mason is not. Is not. I don't know. I've, that I, is Lance Kendricks in Lance Green Kendricks Bay? Lance Kendricks is still playing. Okay. Yeah, he's still out there. Tavon Austin is still playing. Still playing. Joe Barksdale is, Bark. is with uh, the Chargers. Yes. And I, he's hurt. Yeah. I almost said the he's wrong hurt. city. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think Davin Joseph or Scott Walls are, though. Okay. All right. Kenny wow. Britt uh, just also does not have a team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember how that game ended? You know what? I think I've deleted that from memory. I, I did not. I will never forget because it was ridiculous. What was the ending? The ending was, well, the Rams had gotten a fake punt to go score. Okay. Then they forced a punt with an Aaron Donald sack. Then they get down the field um, because Tavon Austin has a really good punt return. Okay. And Sean Hill hits this ridiculous pass to Kenny Britt on the right side. Kenny Britt gets a knee down and catches it. Wow. They're at the, then they get the ball. It's first and goal at the San Diego six yard line, right? Yeah. Run Benny Cunningham Benny. up the middle, yes. Then they call timeout. And then pass intended over the middle for Kenny Britt gets picked oh, off I remember by this Michael now. Gilchrist. Oh, God, I hate you for bringing this up. Oh, yes. Oh, my heart just hurt. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Seriously. Yes. It, oh. You're down 27-24. All you needed was just oh. to hold until you could kick a field goal. Oh, let's not ever Oof. mention that again. Oof. Yeah, let's just leave that right where it was. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Well, I mean, look, Philip Rivers, this is Deep Blue. You ever heard of Deep Blue? No. So you guys think just iPhones were made overnight. Deep Blue was made by IBM. It was a, a chess computer. What is a Deep Blue? It's a computer. It was a chess, it's a computer that played Kasparov, one of the best chess players in the world. It was a man versus computer. What year was this? This was way back when, but this is like IBM. This is way back in IBM okay, days. Okay. But, I mean, it learns. It gets better. It's playing chess against one of the greatest chess champions. And I think the second time they actually met, it won. The first time it lost. Ah. The second time it won. Well, Philip Rivers is the same thing, man. He's going to have answers. Uh, whatever questions you throw, he's going to have quicker answers. Yeah. Yeah, that's how good he is. That's his genius. Well, Marcus Peters is also going to have answers. Marcus True. Peters has four career interceptions off of Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And he's had at least one in the last three matchups that they, the, the Kansas City played with uh, the Chargers. Well, this is what I mean. You can't break Phillip Rivers. You just can't. He's a Hall of Famer. But you can break his confidence in the guys up front. Mm. Steady pressure will get him to start rushing throws. Yes. He's human, just like any other quarterback. Yeah. So there'll be times, there'll be plays to be made against Phillip Rivers. Mm -hmm. I think he's thrown 169 picks career to good 350 stat. touchdown passes. So, very good stat. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll nail you for a touchdown, but 
with consistent pressure, he'll throw it up just like anybody else. Yeah, well, the other thing you've got um, when it comes to the Rams, in terms of that experience, you've got Aqib Tlaib, who mm -hmm. also has gone against him a whole lot, and then you have Wade Phillips, yeah, yeah. who was actually in San Diego when they drafted um, Phillip Rivers back in 2004. Yeah, that's the field general, um, you know, taking things away. You're not going to fool Phillip Rivers, and I think, Wade Phillips knows that. So what you have yeah. to do is play letter perfect, and you got to hammer uh, Gordon out of the backfield. You got to hammer these guys. Yes. Uh, you've got to force them to start giving you the box, so you can translate body language, so hmm. you can start reading plays, and then you'll be able to step in front. But Interesting. That all has to come with and couple with that consistent pressure up the gut. Yeah. I, I don't care who you are, Tom Brady, John Elway, Joe Montana, the greatest quarterbacks alive. If you get pressure up the middle, right over your guards, there's nothing you can do. Right. But hold the football and take a sack. Yes. Or throw it out as fast as you can to the flat. Yeah. Yeah. And you have monsters here. This is a fact, like Antonio Brown, like whatever. Anything that you think is a guarantee on game day, what's guaranteed here is you're going to get interior pressure hmm. on any quarterback because of the guys that are lined up there. Well, in terms of swing passes and things like that, that's something Melvin Gordon has done really well mm -hmm. since his time at Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And now they also have their number 30, Austin Eckler. Oh, I was yeah. really impressed with him yeah, yeah. watching those two games that uh, the Chargers played on film, both with Kansas City and then the Bills. Change of pace guys, like Chris Thompson we talked about in Washington. Oh, yes. They bring yes, him in, he's yes, a change yes. of pace guy, and he's an absolute nightmare. Same thing. Um, you might think just because of his number and where he lines up that he's just an average running back. He's a little bit different, and he can hurt you in a couple different ways. He, they used him on jet sweeps. They yeah. used him on into rounds. A lot of the things that we see from Sean McVay's offense, I mean, kind of like Tavon Austin was used yeah, last yeah. year, and now everybody's doing it. Yeah. But those are the kinds of things that I saw from him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's always going to be an issue. And that's I'm glad we're talking about that. Marquis Christian, I think, is a guy that can really, really, really be a factor with guys like that because mm. you can bring him in as the extra safety, extra linebacker against that sort of personnel group and not lose a bit right. of toughness. Uh, he's been and actually gain more speed. Yes, yeah. and he's been splitting that time kind of at that second inside linebacker spot mm -hmm. with uh, Rameek Wilson. Yeah. And so when they, they I think McVay put it like they're putting him in in more of those known passing situations kind of as the dime safety. Yeah, yeah. And so you bring him in there and you're right, he has the speed, he has the pop. He can come up there and hit you and he can come and he can really be that guy to combat those kinds of things. Well, I, I, I you know, I'm, I, I can tell him now I can only go to 10 grand. When he gets fined, I can only <laughs> help you as far as 10 grand. Because it's it, going to happen. It's, that guy, it's coming. he is a hitter. I yeah, love it. Yeah, he is. He, he's definitely a hitter. Um, for the Chargers defense, looks like they're still going to be without Joey Bosa. Yeah. And that's huge because at least from my vantage point, when they've got Bosa in there, that completely changes their defense. He's the West Coast Watt to me. Yeah. Bosa. I mean, he's, he's so technically sound. He's so smart. He's fun to watch. Yeah. You can teach off him. The other guy, Melvin Ingram, is a bullet off the edge. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, if we were going to do a what to watch, I would say you have to stay, keep your third downs manageable. Ooh, Their yeah. wheelhouse is third and long. Yeah. They're going to be tough to stop in third and a mile. Mm -hmm. Really, for anybody's tackles. I don't care who you are. But if you keep them manageable and make them have to go through the tackle to get to Jared Goff, then look, uh, chances are they won't get there. Right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting when you look at the way they performed against Kansas City, they had one sack there mm -hmm. and then five sacks last week in Buffalo. 
I think some of that has to do with playing a rookie quarterback who is very inexperienced. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, we can say a lot of that probably. Very charitable in Buffalo right now. <laughs> giving away sacks. Love it. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind My of are. favorite teams. <laughs> it's, oh, man, Buffalo's kind of a mess, man. You know, I, look, everybody's going through growing pains with rookie quarterbacks. They yeah. don't know what they don't know. Um, that's just that's just the way it is. And there's a lot of adjustment there, so... You know, who cares? <laughs> you, you, you all have to play on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right. it's true. I just, I think that it's almost hard to know how good the Chargers are playing that game last mm-hmm. week. You know, and you play a really good Kansas City team in that first week. If things don't get dropped, that that game may have ended up a lot different. True. I did go, at first I watched Chargers-Buffalo, and then I went back and watched Chargers-Kansas City. I did the same. And they looked different. Yeah. So some of the things they had success with, they didn't versus Kansas City offensively and defensively. So if the level of opposition rises, I think we're going to find out exactly who and what the charges are. But it's going to be hard. You can't judge them off what they did in Buffalo. No, yeah. I don't. It's just like in some ways you can't really judge the Rams off of what they did to Arizona. True. Us, we know. But for the yeah. rest of the world, okay, Arizona is going to struggle this year. We know. Yes. So this might be the first test for a lot of people outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think yeah. it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. All right. Any parting shots before we let the people go? Uh, let's see. I think we covered everybody. We covered who, a who lot did we of miss? Stuff. Did we miss anybody? I don't oh, think so. Oh, hey, there was a tight end sighting. Oh, Both there of was. them. Yes. Yeah. How about Both that? Both of them. Yay. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I asked Tyler Higby last week, I think it was on Friday before I wrote the story, about not receiving a target yeah. after playing 95% of snaps. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you know, I told Jared I'd make him a sandwich if he threw me a pass. Wow. <laughs> Is that all it takes? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, Jared got a sandwich and yeah. then, uh, Tyler, we got a touchdown. The touchdown was a great look. There was no one there. And I yeah. like the run after catch forever. Yeah. That is what we thought he could be in this offense. Look, it's that sort of dynamic yeah. quality that can come from that inline yeah. spot. It can come from outside. It, it's something that I know Sean McVay yeah. wants to integrate more into the offense. And the fact that Gerald Everett got hurt with that shoulder in mm-hmm. the preseason didn't help matters. Not at all. Not so at all. now we may start to see more of that. Welcome back, sir. Now let's get better from there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. All right, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Great way to finish. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of Between the Horns, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you may be in football. We will see you on Sunday at the Coliseum. Kickoff is at 105. We will be on Rams pregame live. They're about 12, 15, 12, 20. Enjoy the game. Rabbit, do you know?